Hello and welcome to Comedy Majors Podcast. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie DeSanto. Yes, wine mogul, Harry Potter aficionado. um, Experts. um, Princess. DeSanto, princess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yet again, Jim is the only one who's not in the spirit. If you're watching us live, you'll see I'm wearing my (laughs) Valentine's Day glasses. Katie is wearing a tiara. And Jim is looking more and more like Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams every week. It's really it actually you can't you can't really tell. No, you, I can't tell you, Brian, how many people that have known Jim a really long time who have not said a darn thing about this beard. I'm like, he has literally never had facial no. hair. My, no, I don't think my, my family said anything. nothing. They said nothing. Nothing. Is it, not one thing. Is it they? they it's as if they, they've never looked concern? at his face. It's like well, they don't even. Snap a picture. Yeah, it's, for people it, who are listening there, on the podcast, we'll take a picture take a of picture. it and 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 so he can you can see it. Yeah, but it's they, they hate it and they don't want to say is anything that, about it. It's do, probably. Yeah, do you think that's what it is? Yeah. It looks no, so I good. I don't think so. Your it dad, so if he good. didn't like it, would have insulted yeah. you by now. He doesn't even notice it. I wasn't even considering no, him. No, Pop Pop doesn't look at people's faces. Yeah. So no. that, that one we don't even have to worry about. You'd have to put down your phone to see a person's face. <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there no eye, there's no eye contact happening there. But uh, I thought his siblings would notice today. I did. Yeah. Uh, everybody's ignoring it. Uh, well, today on our show, we're going to be looking at Jim's new favorite movie, uh, Nicholas Sparks' The Notebook. Uh, but first, we're talking about what we're drinking. What does everybody have for this, um, which sure will be amazing adventure through The Notebook? Why don't you go first, Katie? Yeah. Uh, Jim has made me my favorite bourbon drink. We affectionately Uh-oh. call it the Belvedere. That's because that's the street we live on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fast. a great name. It makes me think of Mr. Belvedere, which was one of yes. my favorite TV characters. Great show. Shows. Mr. Yeah. Belvedere. It's basically it's like uh, a tablespoon of honey, two shots of bourbon. Um, what else? Uh, lemon, lemon juice from, a, the, from a like a quarter cherry. of a lemon. Really good cherry. Uh, ice, stir. Mm-hmm. Get, get, yeah, and there's let, love. Yeah. There's love in it. Oh, and a um, Luxardo cool. cherry. Peg yeah, Curran th- would like to acknowledge that she noticed your beard immediately. She did. She did. And said it looks great. She did. She did say that she liked the beard right away. Yep. She's um, a noticer. Now, speaking of Belvedere, could we possibly do an episode on the top five episodes of Mr. Belvedere? I would love that. I, I would love to revisit some Jim, of the TV and, shows and of Jim, our childhood. To start that episode, would you play the Mr. Belvedere theme song? Well, on I don't remember episode? it. Oh, maybe. I, honestly. China? That Never was not. <laughs> yeah, that was not Wait, a big singing. show of I mine. I don't remember this. Sounds that you remember this, Brian. When's the last time you watched Mr. Belvedere? Probably a year or so ago on YouTube. Oh. I watched an episode of Mr. Belvedere just yeah, on YouTube. I mean, well, I, you know, Chris Monero and I, uh, we we still text back and forth about '80s TV shows because we both love them I love so that. much. And, I love that. Uh, it was it was Bob, a good era Bob for TV. Beaver. It wasn't yeah, good Bob for Beaver much was. else, but TV was good in the '80s. I did not. I mean, I knew Mr. Belvedere, and I watched it, but I don't honestly. I, it was not he a was very a man. He was like the first man. No, he was he was a he was a he butler. Was a, Butler, no, that turned into yes. like a nanny. He was he the was, nanny. He was like Alfred. He was, he was the no, nanny. He was supposed to be a butler for like the prime minister. Right. We're queen, supposed to be talking about the notebook. We're getting distracted. Well, this might actually be more interesting than the notebook. Oh no, the notebook's going to be interesting. Don't uh, don't worry about right. that. 
So let's go to fact check from last week's episode quickly. Yeah. Uh, and most all the fact check stuff comes from Jim's fantastically written five questions from last week. Uh, first of all, uh, we talked about me wanting to compete in a hobby horse competition. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I thought like I was really intrigued by that immediately. And it turns out and I posted this on social media. That's because I had a hobby horse named Charlie. Um as a small child, and I posted a picture of it. And clearly, I, that was like one of those things, like uh, in the Captain Marvel trailer, where she's having flashbacks to a life she couldn't really remember. Yeah. But she, that's what mine was. I was flashing yeah. back to you, my hobby horse. Days. And your brother Sean pointed out that he looks like your dad, and I, he, to me, he looks exactly like Kevin in that picture for some reason. Yes, Who I does? think so. But that's because Sean Dennis. thinks everything kind of looks like Sean. Dennis Costello. Sean thinks that Dennis looks like him in that picture? Yeah, yeah. I disagree. Yeah, it's Kevin. That's Kevin. It's Kevin 100%. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think I could have been like the Babe Ruth of hobby horse competitions. I apparently was very good with that hobby horse. How um, does one judge that? I Based on what I saw. Have by the you, way, you I not I seen did. the videos? I mean... Oh. I feel like maybe I have. Oh, we'll watch that after. But this. like, how yeah. do you decide if somebody's good at? How like, do you decide fake if someone's good at anything? Stick. Yeah. I, I. That's a great question. I did attempt to register for a hobby horse competition this week, <laughs> um, but I went to the National Hobby Horse Federation's website, and you have to be younger than fourteen. Yes. So I, I am. Uh, I was going to tell you to lie about your age, but then I felt like as a teacher, you might get arrested. So yeah, I think it, it, you'd be a little not, creepy. We won't do that. Um, yeah, but yeah. there we go. Okay. Uh, also, one of Jim's questions, uh, we asked about what we wanted to win the Oscar. And, you know, I said I liked the favorite, but I do have to call myself a bit of a hypocrite because I said I didn't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win, even though I have not seen it. Anything more than the trailer, because it was a biopic. I didn't know and that you just liked biopics. I'm intrigued by this. I don't really like them. And tech, I, technically, the favorite is not a biopic. It's about Queen Anne, but it's not telling the life of her. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's more something around it. Yeah, biopics, I find to be, they just condense too much stuff. Mm. You know, it, I like um, ones that if, if it's about a small segment of a, a, someone's life, that kind of interests me. But yeah. the one where it's like, I'm, we're going to tell you the whole story of Freddie well, Mercury. I like, don't think, I, but I, does Bohemian Rhapsody do that? Is it his whole story? No, I don't it's think just it's like his, his whole. Time isn't it the Queen. whole? It's the whole. It's the whole rise of Queen. That, but right. like the biopic a, of. I don't think that's a biopic. Right. I, I disagree. I uh, the one I that I really to loved. That other people didn't like the idea of it winning. By the way, the one that I that I liked, written by he he who must not be named, was uh, Voldemort. Jobs. Mm. Oh, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. yeah, I actually like that movie a lot. All right, um, I gotta take these out. I liked John. Gandhi. Gandhi's a biopic. Mm. Yeah, I, listen, there are definitely. I watched Ben um, Kingsley read the alphabet. Yes, there's definite ones that are okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, late this past week, Jim made a special appearance on the Pop Adult um, podcast, which I would highly recommend listening to. Um, and I thought it was fantastic. Thanks, it was a Brian. great episode. I will say the uh, the the episode was um, top five songs used in film and we kind of took it as like popular songs not score um yes and i didn't really grasp that so my my response was okay. first response was yeah, mission yeah. impossible theme but i had some other ones that i thought were good yeah yeah and then uh i won't spoil it for you but my number one is my uh probably my favorite use of music in any film ever for all the right reasons and if you want to chat about it go listen yeah okay. it was great and there's a ton of talk about kenny loggins 
Top Gun and the movie Mannequin. So, I mean, I mean, those three things. Alone. It's hard not to talk about Kenny Loggins when you're talking about music and movies. Yes. Well, certainly in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. That was everything. Um, all right. And that's fact check. All right. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> now, I will freely admit I picked a Valentine's movie that was supposed to be a sappy <laughs> Valentine's movie that mm-hmm. still in all modern, you know, the modern films is ranked as the most box office successful. That's amazing. You know, That's amazing it, to me. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, but I mean, all these articles when it was it came out in 2004. So um, on like the 15th anniversary, which is <clears> this <throat> year, all these mag- entertainment, we everybody's writing these 15 years since the notebook and all these yeah. things. So I saw it. Jim's probably not going to like the notebook, but he won't. I didn't think he you would hate it to this level. Uh, and I also didn't realize that it was a movie that was so polarizing. People either hate it or love it. So I'm just kind of in the middle on it. So I didn't well, realize. Can I, that can I give you my take on it about it? It's crazy. Yes. Go. What? I mean, so like going in, I had never seen it. And I had known, you know, a lot of people that like it and love it. And I had heard all the hype and when it came out and how popular it was and everything. And what I was thinking was like, this is going to be um, like a sappy love story done, done really well. Something like Titanic. Right. Which is also a very polarizing movie. I think people hate it or love it. But at the end of the day, if you kind of strip away whether you hate the cheesy love story or not, Titanic is like an immaculately constructed film. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Everything about it. The notebook is a fucking train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. There are people that really really, love this movie. You really hate it. I do. Okay, from the very beginning, I'm sorry, the first first five minutes of the movie are god-awful. Ryan Gosling... I don't know when he learned to act, but it was after The Notebook. He's brutal in this movie. I thought he His accent was... changes throughout the movie. Well, also, yeah. his whole persona. But there's never he really any Christian explanation Hadenson for him turning in into this. James Gardner. Like, well, James Gardner he... and Ryan Gosling in this movie are two different humans. There is no world where they are on the same spectrum of development. Well, Where, like, I think it was, yeah, I think it was interesting that I thought Ryan Gosling got slightly better in the like later Noah. Yeah, because he's not the, talking. He doesn't. Yes, he doesn't he's just talk. Staring. He's, he's just stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making furniture yeah. and he's not talking anymore. I would agree with you. He moved to North Carolina and made furniture for months. To embody this character, I Time out. love that about Let's him. talk about this because this came up halfway through the movie. Katie goes, "Does he have a job yet?" Yeah, yeah he bought this giant house with his dad selling. After his he came back shack. from the war, well, I think quotes, he's with his, the war. like veterans, yes. but but they never talk. So like clearly, based on circumstance that we see in the nursing home, they've done well, right? Or. He's just been living on her fortune for yeah, his yeah. whole life, which ha- makes me feel a certain I, kind of way. I, in my mind, imagine he created Restoration Hardware. You know, they sell <laughs> I would that like that to be part of the story, Brian. Yeah. I would like that to be part well, of the story. Some, there are some plot holes. Uh, let's just some. go back to the production of this film before we 
before we get into it. Yeah. So Nicholas Sparks wrote this novel uh, in 1996, and this was a like hot book to make into a film to the point that two directors were like officially attached to this film and, and passed it. The first director that apparently was all in on this, was trying to buy the book, wanted to do the movie, was Steven Spielberg. Oh, that's That was my guess. That was what I was going to guess. Steven Spielberg, who, by the way, as we've talked about in almost every Steven Spielberg movie, uh, need we remember the romance from Jurassic Park? Run! Which is, it's which is it's about, it's about that you know, level. You um, know what I could tell when I watched this movie? They didn't have any women involved with making the goddamn movie. This was a movie written by a man, directed by a man, produced by a man. Because well, it starts with a teenager being like, when I see something I like, I take it. And she's yeah, all what? like, oh, what's, what's take me. A stalker? Like, <laughs> yes, he cool assaults her. He assaults her twice. <laughs> Like climbing into the Ferris wheel on her. I'm sorry. Are we supposed to see that as like, I get Romantic. as a, yeah, as a teenager, you're, you've got a misconstrued concept. Like, yeah, I totally went for the, the guys that I would not end up marrying when I was 16. Absolutely. She's 17 years old. I get that. But we don't see him change as a human. We see her take the deep dive into the the bad boy character. Yeah, and then right he just away. turns into James Gardner. And then it's what? just like, and now he is this wholesome man who's just lovely and civilized. Well, it was the war that changed him, Katie. Oh, see, and her love. Can we not, let's not talk about the war scene. Agree. I don't agree with that. Did, would anybody who's seen this movie agree that Jim and I could have taken our phone in our backyard, backyard, into the backyard, and that sequence. And yep. I thought myself sitting there and asking myself, like, there's so many ways that <laughs> you this didn't even have, have to show it. You, you, you get, have done you get the archival, scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. Archival footage of World War II. What if you just showed a clip of like news news footage of D-Day? And then you just have him walking back, like looking disheveled, yeah. back into town. You didn't have to right. show the actual battle. Then but how I love that we... you see the the naked shot. Yeah. Like I love that the, like the naked shot of Ryan Gosling is in his like medical in his physical. Like the, so, you get the two shots for the mil the military scenes. Yes. All the naked men, and yeah. then his best friend. But you could even do the lead up to him going to war. Three like shots. that's fine if they wanted to show but, that. But why are they showing that horrible? Well, how else would we know that? A character that we as the audience don't care about <laughs> and a character that none of the other characters e care about dies. dies. Yeah. Now, in the beginning scene, when he is supposed to be similar to Ryan Gosling, he is dressed in white in the lunch scene with yes. everybody else. But Ryan Gosling is dressed in black. So clearly his girlfriend, who cares very much about him, didn't give him the memo that this was an all white uh, posh lunch on the lawn experience. Yeah with our black servants uh and ryan gosling's the only one not wearing white that's a whole other problem i cannot handle is it is that the throughout the entire movie the only people of color are servants and or orderlies which and is and well, i in the 1920s from that time period i, I know uh, the modern time period the modern right. time period yes. is where it becomes a problem yes. right so but if it, we're going historical 
Yeah, but 2004, I'm so sorry, but like now you're making a movie in Hollywood. We can just decide we're not going to have all the rich white folks in the retirement home being taken care of by the black orderlies because yeah. that's just not okay. Right. And, and the funny thing well, is, I'm sure. True. But it doesn't it matter. Might be true. It but doesn't the, but matter. I feel like the decision was made to keep like the symmetry of like having the people of color in that role in each of the time periods. Well, maybe. Yeah. Is Which it is just to mirror, awful. To mirror the time. I don't know. Yeah. Now, listen, the other director who almost did this was Martin Campbell from GoldenEye and Casino Royale. Now, that to me is like even more bizarre than Spielberg. Yeah. So if who actually maybe, did it? Who the, was the, the actual director? Uh, Nick Cassavetes. Uh, Nick Cassavetes. Who's that dad guy? is um, a famous Hollywood director, and his mom is Gina Rowland, who played the old Alley. Right. I would have thought that, like, if if you were going to say like a famous director was going to take this on and make it something good, I would have picked someone like, like, as as weird as he is, is Clint Eastwood or someone like that. Like yeah, I feel like he has a well, soft spot for yeah. yeah yeah or and like, I feel like he... and for 2004 like Ang Lee yeah well you know somebody like you know somebody like that who would make a melodramatic I yeah. just uh, I thought film. the casting was way off everything I didn't is bad the in this movie continuity of the characters I don't think it's that I think I I I describe it to people I think if it's like a Hallmark movie with a slightly bigger budget it I is not a Hallmark they... movie I uh, no it kind of uh, is. I have I such, what a, I have such movie a struggle is. with the this like this early relationship. You know, the scene where he takes her, he's like, let's go have sex. And so they go to this abandoned mansion. Yes. Now right? I, I, yeah. And, and then, I have a question. And then going, she stops him. She stops yeah. him and she's like, let's talk about this. I'm not ready for this. Let's remember she's 17 years old and we're how about to watch a man to have sex with a minor in this movie. No, but how much older is they he? They never talk about that, no, but, but she's I, I, 17. No, but I'm asking, is he that much older? Because nobody seems Ryan, to have an issue it's never with told. that part. It's never told. So she says, wait a second. I, I, like, I want this to happen, but not right now. Like, can we talk? La, la, la. And then what does he do? Then he says, I love you. And I'm sorry, but as a woman, I'm like, that's a classic move. That's a move. And the only reason that he doesn't take advantage of that situation and have sex with this girl is because his best friend barges through the door and says, the police are looking for you. Okay. Now, I do my... not buy this as a romantic movie. Now, here's a question for you. More dangerous sex scene. Patrick Swayze, no condom. Height of the AIDS crisis against a stone wall or having sex on that condemned building floor, which, you know, is covered in animal waste. They're Hold on. Probably both, dead both, animal uh, filthy. Option, both filthy. Option C, underwater. <laughs> oh, yes. I take option C. Okay. Oh, the the I, sea man, the fish man. The sea man. I am not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> No pun intended. So, I'm not yeah, catching thought, any diseases no, from I'm him. Going, Fish are clean. With real, real person on real person sex. We have to yeah. eliminate. Sorry, all are the we talking about? Oh yeah, we're talking about sex. the uh, roadhouse scene. I yes. was going dirty dancing. I was like, "There's a, oh, I, well, that's, that's only, also only when we think about it." Um, so also, what? What can I just ask this? What do you think the over under amount of time that these two just go at it? on screen are they're like in uh, the middle of a road and, and so and he's here's like grinding her on a wall here's like my overall front. theory about this movie 
This movie plays on emotions, right? This movie wants to grab a particular audience and make them feel all kinds of ways. And so by grabbing onto that, it's like the emotional appeal over the logical appeal, right? So they're like, let me get you in the vagina and let me get you in the heart and don't use your brain right? Like there's no brain in this movie. It is just like, oh, isn't this so sweet and sad? And isn't this hot how they're making out in the rain? Now, yeah, but here's my question. This movie is clearly, maybe I shouldn't say clearly, but it, it doesn't make its money from men wanting to view it. No, but so Nicholas Sparks my, my takes qu- objection to it being called chiclet. I know, but I isn't that what it does is? Not so like I'm that. just intrigued like on your point of view, hmm? Katie. Like the gum? Be- Yes. Chicklets. 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 Um, Chicklet. It's clearly Chicklet. made for <laughs> females. So what do you think people latch on to this movie about? Because I, there I, are a lot of people who latch on to it. Mm-hmm. It's not made for men. It's made for men to go Dude, this is with the same, somebody. We've seen, we see the same thing in almost all media. And we see it for men, too. Like, we're not immune to it. Like, But for me, it's like lack of... Um, lack of caring about the art form of filmmaking right and really just a money grab well so it's the same problem as jurassic park right like no 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 on a different in a jurassic park is way better than this uh, i think jurassic park challenged filmmaking in the sense of how they were going to make a similar so okay yeah there there are there are challenging things that were done in the film jurassic park so you can look at it let's from an effects standpoint, but in put terms it aside. of story, all right. Yeah. Um, but we see this in music. We see this in, in literature. I mean, do you remember that. going to uh, the the grocery store in the 80s? What the, oh my God, <laughs> the my, rack of romance novels romance, looked the fa- like? The Fabio covers. Um, yeah. That's it. I think it, play, it plays on it, right? Like it, yeah. But does he... So he's the archetype bad boy though yes is that what it yes. is? is he so here's the thing so right so we're hitting like we're hitting the pre-married no, audience it's not bad boy it's... yes he but is. that's what i didn't understand like yes I, he, he is I thought he he's supposed creepy, to like he's not he's in her class i think he's the thing that educated. i think the thing that people really latch on to is the 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 story that's really not told in the movie which is that at some point she starts to you know has Alzheimer's and yes. starts to lose her memory and doesn't recognize her husband. And he is still showing up every day to do the thing. And I think that story isn't really told. Like it's, it's glossed over and this like shitty story of them meeting, which honestly it's, it's, it's not that interesting. Um, and then I think a lot of people feel a lot of emotion around them dying together like let's be honest all which this is was, like by the way which was not the book i, I don't thought... believe they die together in the book i thought the how the many best... times have you read it though it's like <laughs> i read it one time I, <laughs> I thought the best part of the movie was her parents and at in the first yeah. scene i was like am i supposed Joan to sympathize Allen, with Joan her parents Allen because i sympathize yeah, with her parents because yeah, if I... my daughter was 17 and that was happening i would do the same exact thing i'd be like we are going home because this is not no you're going to college you're not going to get pregnant you're like no no 
And I don't know if we're supposed to sympathize with the parents, but that's where I am now. Well, to be fair, the most interesting character and well-acted character in the whole movie is his dad. Oh, his dad, his dad was well, compelling yeah. every I time he was on screen. Parents were great. Well, her her mother and his father. Yes, they were great. Yeah. I thought did, uh, you. I like James Marsden. Oh yeah, I mean, he was good. Yeah, no, I, I would have taken and, him and over Ryan Gosling. A, I, and I yeah, thought he was good. He did a solid job. I thought he was. He played his I role he was well. Pretty good. He was a good Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was kind of him. And I thought know? Rachel McAdams was good too. I thought. Yeah, and I was glad that he wasn't a jerk. Right? Like, he was, yes. like, he was there a good some, guy. Yeah. There was a couple of choices they made. Like, I like that choice as opposed to making him, like, abusive yeah. or... And no, I, I appreciated like that. dynamic where they switched and kind of made the mother be the mm-hmm. one who was a little bit more as opposed to just going the dirty dancing route of the dad being the... Mm-hmm. You know, the dad seemed to be almost more understanding of what she was doing. Um, so I like those choices. I love... Uh, that there was a Francis Marion Swamp Fox reference. That was the house that they were uh, in uh, because my brothers and I loved him as a kid. Um, Question I had. So we move forward. She gets engaged, right? Part of the thing I I didn't buy into is, so she gets engaged, all this type of stuff, but she's always been longing for him, didn't bother looking him up or anything again. She's a full-on adult now. Yeah, and and she sees a picture of him in the newspaper and faints. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I get there's like not oh Facebook. he still exists. Yeah, I get there's not Facebook or anything like that where you can like find these type of things. So she then proceeds to go back to the town where he's now mm-hmm. going all restoration mm-hmm. hardware um, with his like Jesus beard. I'm a carpenter thing, um, and he's in a. I, I, can we talk about the relationship he was in? Yeah. So he's yeah. basically just sleeping with this woman. Yeah. And it pays her no mind at all. Well, yeah, I think that that, that was a realistic like, relationship. I mean, and it's like, well, I'm not even going to look at you. He won't even look at her after sex. Yeah. <laughs> They're like buying a bet and he won't even. So again, or look has at his character changed? Do we see this as a man who has evolved, who it becomes James Gardner? Abort- no, yeah, we don't. A borderline stalker. Yeah, like he's so obsessed with her that he's yeah. just going he's to basically, basically just I'm like I just need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, then, guys. So here's my question. Sorry, what? I have so much to say. No, keep going. If you have another question, Brian, go. Sorry. Well, yes. One other question is this. So then they get back together in this house that he's built for her. He, he, he's done redone this whole house for her, and they go on this like three day orgy yeah. out of like nine and a half weeks. Um. Is it odd that she's still wearing her engagement ring yes. while she is doing? Because I said to Aileen, yes. I find this to be weird. And Aileen's like, "Oh, why do you? Why?" I'm like, "She is literally banging this guy for days on and, end." And here's why: because James Marsden was not a jerk, right? Like she had a legitimate relationship with this man. She would say, she says to him after the three day bender of sex. I love you and we believe it as the audience and she has no qualms about just pretending like that's not a thing and just going and screwing the brains out of her old boyfriend. I'm not okay with it. 
I did like the uh, scene when they're in the rowboat from a cinematography point of view with all the ducks. Yeah, that was very um, cool. I the don't birds think the felt like they were really supposed good. to be symbol symbolic, but then... Yeah, I didn't really read into that. Maybe that's what they thought. Because that's I, the start of the movie, too, yeah, is the birds. it is. I thought there was some... Actually, they, they the way they lit some of the stuff I thought was actually pretty good. Um, I thought maybe there was going to be like an Alfred Hitchcock scene where they like all descended upon the boat and that was the end oh. of Allie and Noah. Well, there you go. Maybe we should rewrite this film with some fan notes. fiction. No, there I, is th there is a huge fanfic uh, oh, notebook sure. sequence. Oh. I'm sure. It became imagine. fifty. Uh, it became Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, that's a little edgier. Yeah, that's what was happening in have the basement. Have you ever watched any of those movies? I haven't never seen one. I have not. I I've heard the watched the first like, one. Well, how bad was the acting in that? You don't watch that for the acting. I know, but I mean, was it like? Uh, it's disturbing. There's scenes in that movie where I have similar feelings of like, why would you be in this relationship where this man just stalked you and your mother to another state and said like similar feelings of I can't be without you. You are mine. And so I am here because you are mine. I, I don't know. I just feel like in the 2000s, aren't we past that? Yes. I um, Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. But I guys, never, we don't know. We've never done online dating. If do people whoa. on apps do this stuff now? You know, like, you know, is that their world? Would you ever stand so. in a biblical rainstorm and make out with somebody? Because I would be like, hey, let's go into the house. That's I like can see that. I can see ten, the like pent up like ten out ten years of uh, you know lustfulness. But no, Brian, to speak to that question, you know, if you're looking at somebody's dating profile and somebody is all like abrasive and chauvinistic and alpha male and like, I will take you. I don't think that guy's getting swiped. I don't know which direction you but swipe them movie, if you want them. Yeah. Whatever the up, swiping is. Somebody down. tell us. Down. It's a up left or, or a right, but I don't know what means what. what. Was, we, we, well, you, we, Guys, we did go over all is, those terms. Left, yeah, left, left is, is always bad, right? Left is uh, bad. Swipe to the right. Right is good. Swipe I right. Know. I don't know. Can Someone somebody, in chat. Can I, I don't know if anyone's us. watching. I don't, I don't think. I, I don't know if we and know anybody who's in that world. But that honest to God, can we can we go back to the war scene? <laughs> I, I have such problems. And, and can, I, can you can you explain to me how he's buried in the snow? Wait, that part oh, I didn't understand. Before we even get to that part. Before we even get to that, I I immediately went. And looked up what the dates were between this and Saving Private Ryan. And this was filmed, what, six years after? Probably, right? Saving Something? Private Ryan was 96 yeah. or 97. Yeah, so four seven. years, five yeah, years oh, no, after. Seven, probably seven years. I mean, like, how how are you not so embarrassed by the the amount of time and energy you gave to a scene to depict uh, someone getting killed in World War II that you don't just cut it all out of the film. Yeah. Like, it I is don't even so... know why it was written into well, that, the film. That's the other point. Is like You just didn't need it. We were having this discussion with my siblings before we came here at, over dinner, and, like, some of them were, were saying, like, they love the movie and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, so, like, can you defend the war scene? And they're like, well, it's not about that. And I was like, well, well I, that's, why I is it in that, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they... I honestly... From a chauvinist point of view, I think they think they can get away with that because this is a film for women and women won't watch war movies 
like saving private Ryan, which is a ridiculous statement, but I think they might actually have believed that. And they're like, no woman's going to care anyway, because their heart's going to bleed for the fact that Finn somehow, somehow is walking and then something blows up, but he's covered in snow like Luke in Empire Strikes Back. How did that happen? Now bombs bury you under the snow. So, so here's the question. So was the purpose of showing the war footage just so that you could see E get killed? Yeah, because you wanted to... That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. the whole... You, you were supposed it, to believe I, that like this is adding some depth to to Noah's character. And I yeah, and I wondered if that's why he was supposed to that's when he he's now he's a hardened he's seen his friend die at his hand and that's why he's so, you know, he's not talking. You know, he's Does he turn off. into James Gardner yet? No. Well, <laughs> he there gets is a do, more do, do, hardened. Can, there there is a sequel book. Oh, which well, goes things more I into, will not be reading. Yes. I've made it this far in that. my life without reading so, any Nicholas book. Sparks. It's not going to change. So now. honestly, after we were done the movie, we probably stayed up till about midnight thinking of every romantic type film we would rather it's watch. True. It was keeping us up. Like we weren't falling asleep yeah. because I kept listing other romantic movies that I would yeah. say are better they, than this, the Notebook. This movie um, I mean, led to a lot of other movies being greenlit, though, mm. which is interesting. There have been kind of a lull. I think Titanic was 97. So it was like 97 to 04. There had been kind of like a seven, five to seven year drought of them doing movies like this. This movie was made for next to nothing because nobody knew who Ryan Gosling was at this point. And Rachel McAdams, um, Mean Girls, yeah. didn't come out until after she had already shot this. Mm. Yeah. So it cost them nothing, and it just it it made a fortune based on what. Oh it did. yeah, yeah. So they don't care what we think about it. No, that's no, fine. and they they greenlit the rest of those awful Nicholas Sparks movies. Oh yeah, I, mean, I do. So like, here's the one oh. defense I will make for him. Like clearly, this was his first book. Well, I don't know if that's clear. I haven't no, read the other yes. ones. This was yeah. his first book. He was not a professional writer. Uh, he was a 28-year-old guy who grew up in the Midwest and fell in love with a lady and decided to tell her parents' story, right? This is an amateur story. I'm sorry. I think it's an amateur story telling. And I say that not having read the actual book, but it's... The actual it's, book's it's, better than it's the movie. Not, it's not a well-done movie, at least. If he had anything to do with the movie... I'm sad about that because at least some time had passed between when he published the book and made now, yeah, the movie. To be, to be fair, most authors have n nothing to do with their movies. Yeah. When they sell the mm -hmm. book rights, it's com you know completely out so of. So I'll give hands. him a little bit. I'll give him a little leeway yeah. on that. Well, he made a fortune off of this. Catherine I mean, Rizzo. So, I mean, it wasn't what. I, I think it was his first book, wasn't it? It wasn't his first book. Oh. No, it was his oh. first book. It was not his first movie, though. A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore um, actually came out in 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before but, it. but this but was, it was the, his first. This book, was his I first believe. novel. Yeah, I think it was his first novel, but not the first movie. I think Walk to Remember came out first. Um, but a lot of his books, I think, are kind of the same as this. I mean, I haven't read any other ones than that. I always uh, love this movie in the sense that this was the first date I went on with Aileen. Yeah, we, we have questions saw... about that, too. Yeah. Let's let's get yes. into that. And yeah. I actually <laughs> still have, and I carry in my wallet, the movie ticket. Oh, my goodness. Very so, wrong, okay. Ryan. So oh, yeah. this, is, this is your first $9. date. Yep, $9. Ryan, here are my questions. Of Russia. 
So this is your first date movie. Yes. Um, what's the conversation like? Yeah, that must after have gotten that pretty. Because uh... it was awkward for Jim and I, and we've been together for like eighteen years, and I was <laughs> like, I don't know, like, do we have another well, kid? Like, you, what's going you, on? Like, I felt all kinds me. of weird. You have known me for over twenty years. Do I ever have issues not talking? In any but situation. Ex- except that you had never been in a situation like this where you were on the first date with the woman you were going to marry and you, you just watched a super emotional yes. movie what, about you... the end of one's relationship and yes. life. And you know what kind of broke the ice with that? There was an a man sitting in the seat next to us by himself bawling, crying at the end of the film. Oh, that's helpful. And we both, I kind of, we both kind of looked at it, and I think that kind of immediately took care right. of that. Situation. So, did you talk about the movie? What, was it was it James Gardner? <laughs> it, could, it could have been. It could have. It could have been Nicholas Sparks. Was it Nick Cassavetes? Did you have conversation about like how do you want to spend the end of your life? Like, if you get Alzheimer's, no. do no, you want to be in a nurse, a no. skilled nursing facility? I don't facility think on a first or... date you have a serious conversation. I wouldn't. I wouldn't that. think you would have that conversation, no. except that you went to see the freaking Notebook, and so well, then... I didn't know anything about it. She wanted to see it because she had read the book, so she, I think, oh Aileen, knew... oh she, Aileen, she had known what was coming. I think from reading the book. Did yeah. she know that you are a sap for a like nineteen eighties type? No, I don't romantic think so. At film? That point. I yeah. was good at covering that up. Still, that's at that amazing. Point. She saw right through to your soul. Yeah. I was I was good at covering that part up, I think. Um, I I think it's a fair. Now, this is I want to put this in context uh, because I think Jim has uh, issues with this part. Jim won't see a movie for just I'm willing to classify like movies in different categories like this is, again, kind of like a hallmarky thing. So I'll just watch it and be like, okay, that's what it is. And I can deal with it. I won't compare it to real filmmaking because I don't think there's much real filmmaking to it. Uh, I just find it really intriguing that there, what I don't understand is, I again have the emotional attachment to it in the sense that it was, we went on our first date to see it. I don't get the people who love it. Like well, I'm not that's... a person who would love, that's what I'm like, and I maybe don't get <clears throat> it to the level. I'm, I just, I don't, I wouldn't attach enough emotional stuff to it to hate it to the level of saying, man, I hate this. Here's, because... I have two theories about this. <clears throat> One is folks saw it a really long time ago. And there's a lot of movies that we all saw when we were 19 and 20 that now we come back around to say, like, well, that's shit. Um, So I I think there's that, right? Where, like, people have a really positive memory of the movie from when they watched it the first time and they haven't seen it in a really long time. And then the other thing, I think, is, like, the the rose-colored glasses effect of, like, they love the idea of the movie like my feelings about Roadhouse Mm. I love the idea of the movie so much that I am willing to overlook a lot of the problems because I would do anything for Patrick Swayze But, I would I, even but I still had fun watching Roadhouse, and I did not well, have fun can, watching yes, this. You can watch Roadhouse a bunch. I think part of it is you're probably right. People haven't seen it in a long time, and some people probably only saw it in the theater. And I'm a, a firm advocate that I think, by and large, your interpretation of film when you're sitting in the theater is usually more positive than negative, unless it's horrible. Uh, so you watch it the lucky first numbers. time. 
you know, there are some watch, movies that cannot survive. The yes, theater. there's some that can't. But I think a lot of times you watch a movie because you haven't seen it before. So you're so caught up in where is this going that you don't necessarily catch on to some plot holes. Uh, some That's acting, it. Some well, then I think like, like by the end of that movie, they've got you on the emotional hook, right? Like you see the two of them. You yes. have that like the disturbing scene of her getting really upset and not recognizing him. And then he has this heart attack, whatever happens with him. And so now you're like concerned about these characters and then they end up like dying in each other's arms and she recognizes him. And so to me, like that last 10 minutes makes you forget about all of the problems that happened up until that moment. I also don't think they played up the idea enough that it was her writing the story. That was weird. Which, which uh, I thought could have been done in a better way. Yeah. Like that should have been a better emotional. Katie brought it up right away. So delivery. your idea. Like what? So why why is she a painter and not a writer? Like. Yeah. Uh, and and if it's just like well that's the, he was telling the story of his wife's grandparents well fine but the the random like Deus ex machina at the end of like oh by the way Allie wrote the story it there's uh, there's no other thread to that right like like so when I did she start also writing? bullshit did she write that story because we already know that we know like we get more from his side of the story yeah, yeah. it's fucking yeah, stupid. I, so how did I, we, how did she see her uh, the Finn dying yeah. in? Well, here's the war. what I don't get. What I would have loved is her narrating the film. Why did it have to be a book? Why couldn't she? And this is morbid. Already maybe have passed, and he was listening to her recordings of their story. Well, then know, you don't right? get all that emotion of them dying together at the end. Yeah, right? of him yeah. like I, I like I get out. I get the beauty of that idea of him showing up every day and reading her their story. Like that is a beautiful idea. Like, and again, that's where I feel like they take a very romantic <clears throat> concept and exploit the audience, but so that we're we don't really think about all of the aspects of the story. It's just like, wow, isn't it like this hits you right in the heart? Of course it does. Like that, like, I mean, all of us want to have a love like that. All of us want to face that reality in our future. And so I feel like it, it takes advantage of that and makes us not think about the problems in the story. Yeah, not a multiple viewing film, I don't think. No. I think you, might be, I think you might be able to get away with it. pay me enough once. money. Get, I get will wear a dead Eleanor Roosevelt's wig on my head instead of watching <laughs> that movie again. That, I think there's a lot of things you could do other than that. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, uh, all right, Claire so in that the bedroom. Is, I would love to is, use some uh, eclairs in the bedroom. That is the, yeah. that 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 is the notebook. Uh, all right, let's go it's into spamming the go pop culture. Uh, two instant reactions. Um one is kind of a Valentine's-inspired new TV show, uh, Whiskey Cavalier, <laughs> starring Scott Foley and Laura Cohen, uh, which is going to be on ABC. And they're billing it as Mission Impossible meets Moonlighting, um, which, you know, was a show that was pretty much off the air even when we were little. Um, but they're still referencing it. Uh, what were your thoughts on that trailer, this new kind of spy, poppy, romance novel i think T- on TV. Well, you, you I, can go ahead I, I i like it because i think that scott foley as an oversensitive kind of like 
wussy, emotional guy plays really well. I think when they try to make him into, uh, you know, I don't know, a tough guy. I'm thinking about the love triangle on Scandal, you know, between Mm -hmm. uh, Liv and him and Fitz, you know. Like, he and Fitz are supposed to be the same kind of man, but it doesn't play because he's still the guy from Felicity and I'm sorry, he will always be... What was his name on Felicity? <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, man. Somebody Joel. help me. Joel? Joel. 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 Yeah, He'll always Joel. be Joel and Felicity. He's always going to be that guy. And so I can't see him but as like But it's even his face. He's just too nice killer. looking. Yeah, he's too soft. Yeah. He's a soft but guy. But I, I, I just was... I mean, it looks fine. It, to me, it's like I, I watched a lot... I've seen a lot of trailers for TV shows that look like a photocopy of a photocopy of a mm. photocopy mm. of like 24. But that looked more like a movie. Like the the trailer. Yeah, but that's going to be the first episode. That's the pilot. Right. The pilot. Yeah. And so like that will not hold unless they get like a lot of viewers and the comedy of it didn't strike me. Like there was no there were no jokes in that trailer that I haven't seen before. Mm. They were just kind do, of like, "Yeah, okay." Do you, do you know what I realized when I was watching this trailer? There is not a single okay network tv show i watch right oh yeah because no, they're we're terrible. like all how, netflix why, but how wild is that i mean yeah. you guys know me no, I ne- used to, networks how, are when, dying katie when katie and i first met before i even knew jim she and i alone would watch multiple network shows a week together there's yeah. not one major network show i watch currently and that's yeah. what i was thinking i'm like I'll, I'll you know i'll give it a shot i'll yeah. watch an episode but yeah, i realized down. i yeah, I don't watch any network television. No, Not network TV is dying. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, it's hard to compete with the standards. There's no, you know, there's no, they they have to be more bland because they're not allowed to challenge No, no I disagree. Like, look at 24. The, and I think what they've done is they've gotten greedy and they're trying to capture giant cool. audiences with one show rather than capture niche True. audiences mm-hmm. with multiple shows. Is the good they didn't even put network? The, yeah, but they haven't no, put... But that's on CBS All Access. That's not actually been on regular CBS. Oh. The Good Place isn't? Hmm. Oh, no, The Good Place is, excuse me. But Parenthood the, was. Yeah, Parenthood is. But that's... No, that's... that's that is, yeah, it's all fair. Done. Oh, that's been... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, we, don't watch, we don't watch anything. No. Everything we watch is on yeah. Netflix <laughs> and Hulu, but like, so... Yeah. But again, Parenthood's not a... Not a a niche audience that's no, that's a, that's no, a broad no, show no you're right uh okay but even the like sec- star trek they had a, they don't they put they didn't even put the new star trek show on that on the network like no, how do you, how do you not do that care. because there's they a wanna, giant building audience that would I know. watch I know, whatever star trek they, you, yeah because they want to make people pay for that streaming yeah that's the only way they'll get to pay for the streaming all right the second trailer was yesterday oh yeah um, which looks fantastic. I will yeah. see it immediately. It looks uh, great. It's from the director and writer of Slumdog Millionaire. Is and the train, director. train spotting, right? Yes. And the writer of Love Actually. Uh, and it's about a guy who who is a musician who's not overly successful, right. uh, but wakes up in almost like a Groundhog-esque day world mm-hmm. yeah. in alternate reality. And nobody knows the Beatles, and he starts playing Beatles songs, and everybody thinks he is a the creator of these songs. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. If nothing else, any movie that has Beatles music as its core yeah. is fantastic. And it looks but, like it has that vibe of something like, um, if you've seen About Time, it's this British sensibility of of those kinds of jokes. I just, yeah. I just really like. Yeah. yeah. 
I, it's a my it's a definitely oh my god we didn't even talk about about time as a love movie oh, yeah about love time is a, is a great Jesus, movie Jesus, it's such a good movie rachel mcadams oh yeah. yes rachel mcadam actually i think it was her she got a multiple picture deal because of the notebook and made a lot of those type you know that well, got her yeah. god quite bless a career. that so i yeah. thank you to the notebook because about time exists yeah. My, yeah, that well, movie uh, she is got flawless. a bunch of stuff because of that if nothing else she got a bunch of stuff be it it definitely gave her and ryan gosling the ability to go on and make the movies that they did yeah so as young actors, we named, I don't know, hundred movies that so we would rather movies. watch. So many. There's one that we did not name mm -hmm. because we watched it this week and it was so weird. We were supposed to try to thread details from this movie through like the podcast. Like if I was going to say this to you, Brian, what you movie would... did we watch? I would rather be reborn an Eskimo than have to watch that movie again. Live or in a nice house. I would rather eat an eclair in my bedroom that it has. Uh, you watch Chances Are? <laughs> Yes, we did. That was our Valentine's Day gift to you, Bri. Yes. <laughs> but we have so questions good. now. We have, we have so, so, we have so no. many questions. So, so weird. So did weird. you watch movie. that movie with Patty? Uh, no, I saw that. It was like one of those movies that was on cable when we were younger. It was no. on like HBO or something. No. Oh, my God. So you Brian. watched that movie alone and decided that that was a wonderful movie. <laughs> I thought the movie's hysterical. Oh, Bri. There is so is much a, discomfort in that movie. It's so weird. Uh, the best friend love triangle thing that starts uh, right from the beginning is yes. so weird. So uncomfortable. When Ryan she almost sleeps with Robert Downey Jr., who is her yeah. dead husband, and he's the age of uh, her daughter and also in some sort of a relationship uh, with her daughter. Oh, yeah. it's just the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So it made my movie. skin crawl. Such a good movie. Soundtrack, Rod Stewart. And then the, the, the mob tie-in. It came oh, back at I the end. It. I said, he comes back it's like, the it's, it, they yeah. tied it up. They tied He's it all up. The, yeah, they tied it all up, and he goes back to being himself. Yeah. Um, Man. Peter yeah, Cetera and Cher. Fantastic and what's song the, at the end. Mary Stuart After Masterson? All. No. Yeah, yeah. Is that her yeah, name? Yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson. That haircut and her outfit. So, so, so. It's not lady, even. No, it? it's not even. Because when you look at her compared to Sybil, the fact that she's supposed to be the like 24 year old lawyer and her mom is supposed to be 50. Sybil yeah. outshines her in yes. uh, like she looks like the like twelve year old daughter in like like still being dressed by mom like giant collared yes. lace dresses oh, yeah. like oh it's so uncomfortable and Listen, then she's like throwing herself at Robert Downey Jr. I'm like you are Robert twelve years Downey old. Robert Downey Jr. is probably doing a lot of blow yeah at this time. Oh he was uh, great. I won't criticize Listen, him. No, he was, he, he's very good in it. And come on, that that scene with Mrs. Talmadge when they're dancing and he's oh, got the good. white tuxedo on. That was and the good. Wig, that was a good scene. The wig comes off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. And and the love theme from that movie was my wedding song. I had so yeah, much. I will. That's what we were questioning. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yep. I just like. Mm -hmm. I think we had a lot more fun watching. We had so much fun watching that movie. But that's what I mean. Because it was like so weird. Good, it is weird. Well, that's what we, like, we were like, is this like a Roadhouse movie, movie for Brian? Okay, no, that makes us feel better. That's, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. We, it's your favorite thought, romantic comedy of all that's time. That's what we thought. We thought yes. that that was your favorite romantic movie. He said of all yes. Time. I, yeah, well, but, no, no, I but when like you fun. say it's that, it's not the best. It's not the best. There's so many more that are better. It's but I think like it's entertaining like, in its badness. Yeah, that what it's you're... like the Roadhouse. It's like a okay. late eighties. No, that's fine. Like, that's long, I just needed you to categorize yeah. it that way. I don't know. Okay. I actually don't own that film. Okay. Well, you should. Uh, you know. can find it on Amazon right now for free. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it? Is it really? Yeah. Go for it. 
Oh, I yeah. might watch that. Yeah, then. we weren't going right to pay money for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might watch it right after the show. Yeah. Um, cherry right. awesome. cherry tree named George. Cherry tree oh, named George. George Washington. I mean, down come on. Tree. You have to admit, though, that is like, that's the type of movie that I love. That late 80s, early 90s, so bad. I like, we know you do, Bri. We know you do. <laughs> uh, I love. How about Stealing Home? Mark Harmon, Jodie Foster. Do never you remember that. that one? I don't Jim? think I've ever seen that one. No. You never saw Stealing Home? Mm-mm. Based in Philly. Oh, there's another one. Watch Stealing Home. You two have to watch Stealing Home with Mark Harmon. After all it's we've been one. through, Bri. I'd rather watch Summer School with Mark Harmon. Mm. I'm telling you, watch Stealing Home. It's a good movie. Uh, all right. Uh, fan question of the week uh, is a question actually solely for Jim. So Katie and I will not respond. Uh, Jim will play the fan question of the week and give us his thoughts. Uh, this week's question comes from Jerry. Okay. My question this week is for Jim. Jim, back in the 90s when Brian and I were drinking our old English 40s and listening to our August and Everything After CDs, it seemed like every song back then was between four and a half to five minutes. Now, if you find a song that's more than three minutes and 20 seconds, it's a rarity. What do you think the reason for that change is? So uh, Jerry's question um, revolves around, you know, why is song length and why why uh, he believes that certain songs are shorter now. I think it's it's kind of cyclical. Like in if you look at songs from like the 60s, early 60s, uh, and the fifties, most of them were under three and a half minutes, right? Like you want it to be on the radio, you want it to be, um, and that was sort of what your goal was. And then with the Beatles, sort of Beatles and and the British invasion, that changed. Um, you know, even the early Beatles stuff, most of that stuff is under two and a half minutes. Some of it, you know, it's real short. Um, but as as those artists sort of started to experiment more and you get get people like Led Zeppelin, The Who, um, those kinds of bands that are that are doing more interesting stuff, you'd get those longer songs, you know, Stairway and and things like that. Um, and then sort of it sort of goes back in the 80s. Things get kind of short again. And you even have the Billy Joel song, The Entertainer, where he he talks about it. He says, you know, um, I forget the line, but he says something like, you got to cut it down to 305, right? Yeah. Like, that's specifically about this issue, which is, you know, if you want to be if you want to be famous, you want to be on the radio, you want to get that song played, it better not take up more time. Um, and so, yeah, I think we, in the 90s, we got back to that point. You know, we had, we had um, you know, and maybe towards the late 80s too, but you had things like Guns N' Roses. They obviously didn't didn't really stick to things like that, but... No. I think with the grunge movement and, you know, alternative music for the 90s, they also had um, sort of a, we don't really care about the radio. We just, we're just going to do our thing and people love it so we can do whatever we want. Um, and I think now we're, we've gotten to a place where the album is not even, it's sort of an afterthought. Um, it's all about the singles and, and um, but that might change too. We, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think as far as people listening to music now, the bands are making basically zero money on that. Um, mm. They make all their money from touring now. Um, it's really only the the pop stars that make, I think, any kind of money from, from streaming. From streaming, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know, Jerry. I think it's a pretty complicated question. Oh, thanks, Windows. I, I, yes. Well, I never drank oldie. English for <laughs> We talked have, about that. Yeah. I have consumed hypnotique 
Remember oh, when yes. we used to buy Hypnotique? Uh, yep. when we just Katie saw somebody buying it in the <laughs> liquor store the other day. We're like, oh, people still drink that shit. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm so I saw sorry. a guy buy a case of that one time. Yes, you did. Really? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Canals. Yeah, he bought a case that. of it, Canals. People it was like New Year's it. Eve. And I was like, yo, can I get one of those? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can I just come back to the notebook for one more thing that I forgot yeah. to say that I'm not, I have to say? Um, when you think about what we see from this love story, you see a summer romance, which I'm sure many of us had ill-fated, um, and then you see a three-day fling, and then you see nothing until their last few weeks of their lives. Um, you don't actually see any legit adult relationship. Like nothing that informs. Not it's just the like lustful, Not, yes. like teenage. Yeah. Like if and, I and married dementia. the guy I lusted for when I was seventeen. <coughs> yeah, we would be living in a very different world, and I would not be liking life. Yeah, he'd right. be wearing a MAGA hat. That would be a really interesting. That would be a really interesting whole episode of the podcast. Can you we do love Trump. Can we do a, I would can love we, Trump. Can we do Maybe a, I don't know. Can we do like a. I would be divorced. I would be a divorced woman. Okay. Right now. Yeah. All right. There we go. That's what would be um, happening. Hey, here, here's a real question though. Uh, better film. Chances are the Notebook. Chances are. Chances are. There, there you go. Yep. Next year we can watch Chances Are. All right. Uh, this week sign the apocalypse ever grows nearer. Uh, a New York, uh, New Jersey groom is facing a slew of charges related to his wedding reception. You might ask, what could get a groom uh, arrested at his wedding reception? You know, and in honor of the Notebook, this loving story. Well, he decided to grope a waitress. Uh, at his wedding reception, then got into a brawl with the police. Uh -uh. He approached, by the way, an underage waitress um, at his wedding reception in Northampton Valley Country Club and allegedly asked her to go outside and make out. Um, After she said, no, creepy ass dude, I'm a high school student trying to make money to go to college Mm. and you're the groom at the wedding I'm working, he allegedly followed her into a bathroom and assaulted her and exposed himself. This sounds at like the one, next Nicholas Sparks movie. Yes. At, at, he then proceeded to offer her $100 for sex. Yeah, oh. that's about right. New yeah. Jersey. the. Uh, I mean, we should tell that guy, you turn that into a book, yeah. people are yeah. going to buy it. New Jersey, it's like the Florida of the Northeast. <laughs> yes. Now, if that wasn't enough, he then proceeded, uh, the waitress ran away, to go outside and start pushing and punching people at his own wedding reception. Um, he then proceeded to attack police officers who arrived to take him into Where custody. Where in Jersey did this happen? This was at um, Northampton Valley Country <laughs> Club. In oh, North- at a country Ham- club. Actually, the wedding was in Northampton mm. Township in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Wow. There you go. Have, I, have either of you been to a wedding where anything you thought was outlandish? Yes, but we not can't to talk that about level. that on. Oh, we can't talk about that on the podcast. I once no. went. To I a wedding actually just read a journal from one of those weddings oh, that we. Oh, yeah, did I you? did. I sure did. We'll talk about okay. that off the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually was at a wedding where the groom, uh, about forty minutes to fifty minutes into the reception, was carried out. Um, 
of no. the wedding. No, we were at one of those. Oh, we were at one of those. Yeah. yeah. So intoxicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at so one of those where we, we couldn't was, find the groom for like three hours yeah. of the wedding. I was also at a wedding where the groom at one point was wearing a kilt. And then there weren't very many people at this wedding, but the last hour was the bride just having new kids in the block music played. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Which yeah, we, I thought we were at one where might be um, a crime, actually. the best man speech was m- more cr- cringe worthy than any Steve Carell office yeah. episode. Like any of the You were most. a little drunk and Brian laughed. The crash. Out, was that yeah, laughing out did. loud? Yep. Yeah, 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 that happened. They, they would be okay with us talking about that at this point. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. So that's the sign <clears throat> the apocalypse ever goes here. All right, now it's time for five questions. This week, in honor of Valentine's Day, we're doing the not newlywed oh. game, five questions. There was also one I... where I almost got in a fight. Oh, about yeah. that, one. that wedding Sorry. was very interesting. The parts of it I remember. Uh, no, no, no. This is a different one. Oh, a different this was, one. This was recently. Oh. That <laughs> is a there whole... is a man being very inappropriate with one of Jim's oh. very drunk cousins on the dance floor. And we, I, there, Katie almost got in her first physical altercation. Well, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Which means Jim would have gotten. Which meant yeah. that yeah. Jim was going to have to fight someone. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> Uh, I should say, Brian, he was going to get it. You (laughs) you did give us your uh, your uh, guilty pleasure kind of uh, um, romantic comedy with the chances are mine is definitely and I haven't watched it in years. and I need to rewatch it is uh, can't hardly wait. Aileen and I just watched that recently because Aileen loves that movie. Does it hold up? Oh, it does. No, it can't hardly wait. It's really good. Okay. We it forgot really about up. Notting Hill. We loved Notting Hill. Too. I would definitely watch Notting Hill again. Yeah. I was actually Mr. Cuffs. Cuffs. Do you know what just um, popped up? Because I've been scrolling for movies to watch, uh, which I hadn't seen in a long time. Is uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral as well. Oh, yep. I like that early Grant really stuff. Seen that. Really, I do love some what, Andy McDowell. Yeah, I love and her. that was oh. Richard Curtis who went on to write. Um, oh, she's okay. She went on to he went on to write Love Actually. So that well, you was Richard Curtis. Yeah. You know that we love Love Actually. Yes. And, you know that that's and that's that will be next year's romantic. Christmas yeah. movie. That's okay, here we go. Five questions. Uh, these are questions for both Katie and Jim. Um, these are all questions that I took from the nineteen seventies the newlywed game. Oh, all right. Very so nice, these Brian. are all nice. real questions that were on the newlywed game. Uh, okay. Uh, number Can you one. Slide over? What is the first thing your spouse would buy? If they won the lottery, uh, yeah, I'll start. So I think Katie would Katie would be completely like sensible. So she would pay off our mortgage, pay off any debt that we had, pay off our cars, um, and then maybe she would start her own charity business of some sort, philanthropic. Oh, I thought she was going to buy those boobs. No. That she had talked about. Can't no, do it. Can't do it. it. We've got no. daughters, so okay. can't do it. Uh, okay. All right. Um, so what would so you do with Jim? Th- that's such an easy question. Like, Jim would buy a guitar, I, and I wish <laughs> that I knew, like, what his, like, prize I, guitar would be, but we were just with a Jesuit this weekend that was like, I have this $4,500 guitar that my uncle brought, bought me, and this $3,000 guitar that my uncle bought me, and Jim was like, I wish I had a rich uncle that just bought me guitars. <laughs> but... I probably would not buy a guitar. You don't think so? No. What do you think you would buy? I would, 
I would probably turn this room into like a studio, meaning like way more powerful computer. All right. And like some, maybe an amp here and there. Well, Katie got it wrong. There we go. All right. Uh, So Jim won, Katie zero. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is where I'm going to go downhill after this. Uh, (laughs) What was the first movie that you both watched together in a theater? This is very hard know? to answer. No, frankly. I have no idea. I, I just started looking up like what movies came. I'm assuming that it was in 2000. But listen, I'm gonna li- list for you the the movies that came out in the year 2000. Also, we used to love movies. We went to a lot of them. L- okay, go listen ahead. to this list. All right, <clears throat> Memento, Snatch. We did not see Memento in the theater. X Men, almost we all, famous. I think I think all of us saw X Men together. <clears throat> Unbreakable. Traffic, High Fidelity. We definitely saw Traffic. Meet the Parents. I remember that. I feel oh, like we, we saw, saw so many of those. Yeah. We saw so many of I don't these know. movies. And the only I one I can no remember idea. was like actually being in the theater for Road Trip. We saw Road Trip. I don't remember I don't that. know if that was our first one. The one I remember being in the theater for <laughs> was... A year later was lucky numbers. That was my senior year. Yeah. Oh, right. Lucky. So the other thing was that I, my job for the school newspaper was to review movies. <clears throat> and yeah. so we would go to the, we went to the movies all the time. I have no idea what our first movie was. Yeah, we we used to go one. to the theater um, all the time my senior year. You, Aaron, mm-hmm. Jim and I, we would go all the time. Well, and my first answer was going to be like, oh, it had to have been one of the Harry Potter movies. But they, Lord didn't, of the Rings, until, right? they, they didn't start until 2001. So, like, Lord we definitely. I, I actually remember the four of us going to a movie together and seeing the trailer for Lord of the Rings. We definitely saw Road Trip in the theater. We Absolutely did. Yeah. So that, I I know that, that that was at least one of our first movies. Yeah. So you don't carry your movie stub in your wallet. No, no, Bri. A, that's very romantic, stuff. though. Uh, I yeah. will write a short story about you carrying your movie stub. Remember, somebody wrote a short story about me. Do you remember that in college? Uh, Do you remember that story from your creative writing class? I don't remember that. Because you came to me, you'd be like. That's another we can talk about off the air. That's great. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, question three. What do you think is the one thing that your spouse likes best about you? My ass. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. That's, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when that and, goes. When that, when that <clears throat> drops, we're done. Before the last month, I would have said being funny and now i'm pretty sure it's the beard beard. (laughs) oh my god if you could feel this beard brian it feels amazing there you go it is like soft but it's got like texture to it yeah i aileen would never want me to grow a beard oh i don't know i i don't know if i would have said before that i wanted anybody to grow a beard but now that it's here i love it there you go perfect Mm -hmm. uh okay uh, question four. What word best describes your spouse first thing in the morning? Reluctant. Hateful. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. You're describing me. Yeah. I'm hateful in the morning? That is false. 
He gets zero. He gets zero points for that round. I get a point for this round. You get no. I am not here. No. Okay. He's no. He's hateful of me because I take care of the kids first thing in the morning when they crawl into our bed. I'm the one that has words. When's, when's the last time you he, made a lunch? He grunts. No. First thing is the question. It says first thing in the morning. That's at 5:55 when Lily climbs into bed. Mm. You don't get out of bed until 6:25 to make lunches. That's <coughs> 30 minutes have already happened. Can I tell you something that will change your effing life? Hmm. Make I'm in charge of making all the lunches in the Costello house. Make it at night. Yeah, we it, have talked about that, and I feel like we've tried it, it sometimes. Your life. Why don't we do it that? Will, because it doesn't it, it doesn't help me at all. Why? Because I still get up at the same time, and well, I still yeah. But you don't uh, have it's to just like one do last stuff. thing. I couldn't even think about that in the morning. I make them all at night. Yeah, we should put do them that. in the fridge. Uh, okay. Uh, question number five. What is the most embarrassing thing you've done around your I'm spouse? I'm going to let you go first on this one. I fell down the stairs. Oh, see, I don't think that was embarrassing. No? Only what because... Did, when did you fall down the stairs? Only because you make like such a, a big deal ago. about not falling. That's the only thing that was embarrassing about did it. Did you but, trip or was it like... Uh, I, was, I was carrying Eva. I yeah, slipped. I, I was oh, so concerned God. for that's both like, of you that there wasn't really an embarrassment scary. there. Yeah. We, it was very scary. Eva, like, I was carrying her and she, like, basically rode me down the stairs like a sled. Mm. And I hit my ass on like ten oh, stairs. Well, that <laughs> actually sounds funnier I would than say I that it your be. smelly farts are much more embarrassing uh, than falling oh. down the stairs. I am not I, as embarrassed by those as falling down today. the stairs. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't care about that. Yeah. So what I'd say is my most embarrassing thing. I'd I would say probably most people also would not call embarrassing, but. I'm just going to say, like, I was in labor for 36 hours with no That's narcotics. You, yeah. There was a yeah. lot of shit that happened, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just uh, all the things you can imagine with a woman being been, in labor been, for that been long. Been there, not with you, but been yeah. there. I so, have the visual I mean, of yeah, what like, yeah. I, I know I probably shouldn't be embarrassed by that, but, like, no, he's seen some things. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, I think your mind psychologically allows you to just kind of wipe them. Yeah, I've got it. I still, it's still all in my brain. <laughs> it's still all up there. I, I made a list of all the embarrassing things I've done in front of both of you. Oh but my I'm God. just not going to start. I'm not going to start reading. How could you even? I, I'm not even going to start. Begin? This is the, uh, this begin? is just like uh, Public the Public urination. Yeah, this is yep. the. I don't know that you're necessarily embarrassed by any of that. <laughs> We are embarrassed for you. Uh, I'm embarrassed <laughs> Meg now. Kinson commiserates the labor. Yeah. So many yeah. things, Meg Kinson. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. At the time, there really was the whole wall of what was socially mm -hmm. appropriate mm -hmm. um, 20 years ago is very different than today's version of yeah. what is socially appropriate. Yeah, we we were slightly concerned that you were going to do a lot of those things at our at the reunion. Um, but you've proven yourself to have matured. I was uh, I will not the, anywhere near. There was many people way worse off than me at that reunion. No, I, I know. You were great. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. did a great job. You were very yeah. good. Very good. I was, yeah, I was there. Okay, um, so those are five questions. Let's go to recommendations. Does anybody have? Well, I have a lot this week. I realized that we never probably. said what we were drinking. Oh, we stopped with, because I, yeah, because <clears throat> I hogged all the time. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. That's okay. So I was drinking you... Angel's Envy uh, bourbon, Ooh. which uh, I highly it? recommend. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. It's excellent. Right. Um, and, oh, I was drinking Sexton Single Malt. Whiskey again. 
Yeah, it was delicious. Uh, books, films, anything mm. else you guys are mm-hmm. engaging in right now that mm-hmm. you think is worthwhile? Uh, we've enjoyed the first couple episodes of True Detective season three. We're we're oh, sort of yeah. We're not yeah, fully caught up, but I'm gonna feels much I've better than season two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really season liking two it. Took a weird turn in quality. Yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. Really it. Did. Um, I've been reading a whole lot more. So, um, Sing, Unburied Sing by Jesmyn Ward. It's the one book, one Philadelphia book. Phenomenal. Really, really good. Um, it's, to me, it's Toni Morrison-esque and she's one of my favorites. Um, I'm also reading The World According to Garp by John Irving for the first time. Oh, classic. Excellent. It's really good. Uh, you know, when we talk about like male authorship, like this is done well. This one's all right. There you go, Jim. There's, anything? There's female characters that are believable. Um, I'm still reading S, the uh, JJ Abrams. Oh uh, yeah, I, I wanna. I gotta read that. Yeah. You had said that. And then uh, we, we were listening to uh, Armchair Expert with um, yes. Jason. Did you, yeah, Jason. Did you? Oh that my I have, god! It's on my one. It's I, on my list. I just to love that man. To. He's so good. And there's so many like unexpected little tidbits about him in yeah. this episode, like things we you would not expect. Yeah. Hearing yeah, him I, say I things that, that he says it. on uh, uh, on um, how did this get made? Like, like, uh, like, what how, did that how did how what is going <laughs> what on? What is going on here? What is going on? <laughs> but but he's talking like about normal... something very like uh, serious academic. and academic. Yeah, yeah I, I want to spoil oh. it, but it's uh, oh, well, yeah, okay. It's so now I, I, that's on my list. It's my yep. next one that it's I good. have to listen to. Uh, perfect. I have a few things. I didn't know you guys would talk about it, but I was going to recommend Chances Are. Uh, <laughs> now that yes. I know it's... Now that I know you right. can watch it, you people Our rainforests are being destroyed watch. at a rate of 50 acres a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. something to know. There you go. You need to watch this film. <laughs> Louie. Louie. Uh, it's Chris McDonald. Oh, my God. Shooter There's McGavin. So much. Shooter There's McGavin. So much. He, by the way, he is a... <gasps> He is what I call a hate the face, which is a term that Anthony Gargano, the the the, the cuz, uh, I just every movie he's in, as soon as I see him, I hate Army. him. Mm. Yeah. I hate him. Even he was a good guy in Chances yeah. Are, and I hated yeah. him we immediately. Didn't, we didn't talk about the bedroom, the the matchy matchiness of their bedroom, of the wallpaper, the and curtains, the headboard. Oh. Literally so everything of the same floral pattern blew my mind. Yeah. Like, well, I my mind is blown by the fact that this is on Amazon Prime and I can watch oh, it. Oh, you've got to go watch it right now, Brad. I'm going to watch it on the iPad. Going to watch it on the iPad. Oh, it's uh, so good. So good. A couple other quick recommendations. This popped up in my email and I forgot this. I am actually a registered re- uh, wedding minister. So if anybody would like me to perform your um, ceremony, I am uh, I am available in all 50 states. That's really good. I was going to say you can take New England and I'll take the tri-state area. Yeah, because you and I I are both. uh, I will perform any ceremony. Um, Right. I haven't been invited to any like retreats for the Universal Life Church. Have you? No, I wouldn't go to any, but I have a lifelong license, so I'm Hmm. okay with it. Strange. uh, I've continued my AFI Top 100 viewing. Uh, last week, I watched High Noon with Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. Highly recommend it. Oh, it's interesting. It's uh, streaming for free <coughs> on uh, – well, not free. I mean you pay for Amazon Prime, but most of us do that right, not right. because of the video but because of the other stuff. Um, well, it's an hour and 27 minutes. Absolutely amazing. 
And I, I'm not even the huge Western guy. Anybody can watch it. Tremendous. And last night, because um, I couldn't fall asleep, I watched a documentary called Film Worker, which was about um, Stanley Kubrick's assistant, uh, which, if you love filmmaking, was really interesting. Uh, I also watched GoldenEye this week. Not going to recommend it. Didn't it, I'm really... sorry, is that the original? Is there a that's new the one? Pierce, no, that's the Pierce Brosnan one where okay. they kind of rebooted okay. and brought him back. Uh, I was I had not seen it in ages, and we had talked about the video game. Craig Goldberg had asked us a question on it, and it was they just dumped a bunch of bomb movies for free up. Uh, and I said, well, I'll watch GoldenEye. I hadn't seen that. And really, uh, we've done Mission Impossible, the original one. That one holds up a lot better than GoldenEye. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everybody talks about GoldenEye with Martin Campbell. Casino Royale, which he came back and did, is far superior to GoldenEye. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how people talk about it in the same breath. I mean, it was – GoldenEye was just kind of eh. Like you could – what's really interesting is you could tell um, – that Pierce Brosnan does none of his own stunts. Like all the action is like somebody fights and then they. <laughs> just, your... He just wants do, us to talk do, about Tom Cruise. Do again you remember in um, Chances Are there were like seven stunt oh, people yeah. listed yeah. in the credits? There's like <laughs> so many stunt people. What are the stunts in Chances when, Are? When he jumped, the falling when he jumped down over the courtroom table. Oh, the the, the lethal the getting table. hit by the car, which clearly anyone yes. would survive, yes. and then also and the falling down the courtroom stairs, which oh, you're led to believe stairs. is also lethal. <laughs> I actually want to be Robert Downey Jr. from that movie for Halloween next year. I'm going to get the white tuxedo. Here's the only problem, Bray. Nobody's going to know who you are. That's okay. <laughs> I like I like that idea. I, if nothing else, this podcast has achieved the life goal that the two of you watch Chances Are. So if nothing, <laughs> Bray, if it nothing really was else an act of love. It. We if really did it for you. It is a good, bad movie. It's, it is again, a good, not a bad movie. movie. No, uh, I'm okay. not sad that we watched it. Jim was sad that we watched The Notebook. He felt like that was a giant well, waste listen, of time. I, I think chances are it was not a waste of time. Chances are you can have some fun with because you can oh, laugh yeah. at how ridiculous Absolutely. We at had the end so scene, much to say about it. Come on, at the end scene when they do that shot it's where they do the pan amazing. of Brian O'Neill and Sybil Shepard looking uh, and they do it. Amazing. And then they have that weird guy from heaven who was supposed to give him the shot. And the yeah. end yep. shot of the whole movie is him rolling his eyes and smiling. And is he there just anything shows up in the hospital and then yeah. he's at their wedding. Like, I don't well, know when whole, he was allowed to leave yeah. heaven. But the, yeah. the whole end of the movie is basically a share Peter Cetera music video. Oh, it's They're like, we have to shoot the music video. So let's just put the music video at the end of the movie. Uh, I can't wait till we officially watch this movie, Brian, and really talk yes. for it. Yes, oh, we got it. It's going to be fantastic. All right, <laughs> next week, um, this is all uh, much more for Jim. Uh, we are doing the Harry Potter knockoff, The Lord of the <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I will talk about how. Ooh, I'll have to find the Arwen necklace that you the, bought the, for me. Oh, yeah. The character <laughs> Billy has it. The character of Dumbledore is played by Sir Ian McKellen, uh, and they've changed his name to Gandalf. Oh, and we'll right. Dumbledore. Jim and I are supposed to be having a romantic evening. You're going to make him too angry. <laughs> no, we will be watching. Uh, we will be watching the Lord of the Rings. In uh, a plug, this week on social media, uh, we will be having a very exciting vote. Uh, after our Lord of the Rings episode, will be our special Oscar Best Picture episode. Uh, and Katie and Jim have each picked a former 
uh, Best Picture winner, and we're going to have a vote to see which film we'll watch in honor of the Oscars. Katie's selection is... Moonlight. Fantastic choice. Haven't watched it yet. Really want to. And Jim's selection is... What was my selection? Oh, honey, I don't remember. Oh, The the Departed. Departed. The Departed, yeah. I haven't seen that since the theater. Okay, so both um, of you are really invested in your films. Jim had no fucking idea what film. Well, no, 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 no. I was t- to, be, to be fair, I was torn. <laughs> I was torn between two movies. Um, <laughs> I'm excited fair. to watch The Departed because I, at the time, I was pretty not. I wasn't a huge fan, um, but I feel like coming back to it now, I'm gonna like it. We have literally a century of films that could have been selected for this. You picked a film that you didn't like. Katie's picked a fucking film she hasn't even seen. I had Lawrence of Arabia prepared. Casablanca Can we be honest? When I look at the list of Oscar winners, I haven't seen most of them. Yes. Well, one of those two films, either Moonlight or Departed, (laughs) will be up in two weeks. After... Uh, we watch uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, we will be, by the way, just for everyone, we will be doing the regular edition, not the extended edition, which was like 14 hours. Uh, we will be doing the regular edition because that's the one I could get out of the library. As oh, man. We extended. did a day. What was it? The day after Thanksgiving, we watched all three of them. Christmas. Or was it Thanksgiving? Day after Christmas. That is a, a good day. A Clearly, big, yeah. that was before we had children. Yes. Uh, So I'd be excited. It's been a long time since I've seen that. So we'll watch that. Uh, Also next week, I'm sure there will be a slew of fact checks (laughs) from this episode. Um, I feel like we kept it on the up and up. Yeah. 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 But there'll be some interesting comments. We'll see if we get some hate comments from people who go to the um, Love Nicholas Sparks. The notebook love fan. Me, so many people love, love. Oh, how about you, Mike Apt? Do you love Nicholas I'll, Sparks? I'll just close out my thoughts on the notebook by yeah. saying it's fucking awful. Okay. Yeah, there was no loving happening in the DeSanto house after that movie. We yeah. were thoroughly disturbed by it. And I will leave you all with this thought. Next February, if you're interested, remember this summer we're going to Caddyshack Fest. Next February, it was just announced that there will be a Golden Girls cruise um, going out of Miami. Wait, are they going to be on it? No. Oh. But it's going to be. You know how Jim feels about B. Arthur. I know. And but Brian... I think B. Arthur, Arthur's dead, I think, isn't yeah, she? No, she did she die? I think yeah. Be- Betty White's the only one who's still alive. Oh. But there's a Golden Girls scene. I thought the older so, one was still alive. Still, <laughs> still getting. I think she was dead on the show. I feel so bad. I think she was like reanimated for the show. Oh, uh, I love that I show. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's all we have on the notebook. Uh, I, I would say maybe watch it. Jim would rather don't, please probably don't. do almost. If you've anything. never seen this movie, do not do not waste your time. If let, you think you love this movie, you need to rewatch it and then come and talk to me. Right, let it, let it go. Watch yeah. chances are. Watch, watch chances, chances are and, Everybody and be weirded chances out. chances are this week. Yes. And fact, feel really I, weird for a week. In, in fact, I, in fact, I am, I will And then try to have sex yes. after you watch chances are. That is something you And then do. try to have an orgasm is, after you watch that movie. No, that is something. You can do that. You can do that. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. You cannot. It is not impossible. It is not impossible to do. 
Uh, we will talk to everybody next week with the Lord of the Rings. As always, Katie brings it, us to a new place. All new low. Um, or high. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week with the Lord of the Rings. All Bye, right, everyone.